Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. If you're not familiar with the show and thinking, what kind of show is Get the Funk Out? You can visit the show blog. I've actually had this show for 11 years now here at KUCI. And the show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Uh, top of the hour, I'm going to be talking to Vicki Johnson, a professor right here at UC Irvine. She's in the Film and Media Studies and African American Studies and author of Sports TV, and she's joining us right now. Good morning, Vicki. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for taking the time. Well, thanks so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And uh, shout out to Kara in the communications department because I, yes, I got the email. Sure. Yeah, I know. She's amazing. And uh, I wanted to hear all about, really, tell me about your path to coming here at UCI and what you do. Oh, awesome. Yes. I uh, I came to UCI back in 2002 um, after having taught at, briefly at University of North Carolina and University of Michigan, but I had gone to graduate school in um, cinema and television at USC up the road mm-hmm. and really wanted to be back in California if possible. So this was a wonderful opportunity. And I'm faculty in the Department of Film and Media Studies and also the Department of African American Studies. That is fantastic. Yes. Uh, so tell me, um, were you a screenwriter originally, or were you making films? How did you get No, into actually, what uh, the work I do is really like American studies with television, advertising, film, mm. digital media as the text. Love so it. Um, the kind of work I do is really film and media studies, okay. um, and it always looks at, particularly in my case, television and its digital extensions, in terms of questions of representation and narrative and how sounds and images create meanings that have real impact in the broader world. Amazing. And this sounds like this is what led you to become the author of Sports TV. Correct. Yes. Um, in the past, I'd written uh, about questions of cultural geography. So for the mythology of red states and blue states, for instance, I was really interested in looking at that in terms of television history. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, my first book was about, uh, it was called Heartland TV, about questions of geography and its representation. And I'd always been interested in sports, both as a participant and um, just from a scholarly perspective, but in the humanities, very few scholars of TV had really looked at sports critically. They'd often left that to scholars of journalism, for instance. Um, So I wanted to use the tools of television studies to look very seriously at sports TV as one of the few areas in our day-to-day life that is still somewhat shared Mm -hmm. in terms of where people, multi-generations, very diversified audiences connect in one place to, um, you know, watch the same stuff, which is increasingly really rare. Amazing. I want to share a little story with you. So I grew up on the East Coast, and I love sports, um, but I didn't have anybody to pick me up after school. I started in eighth grade. I was I offered to be goalie of the lacrosse team. <laughs> I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I looked like the Michelin man with, with yeah. the padding. So uh, 
when I moved in with my dad at 16, there was always a ride, and then I got my license. And so I continued with lacrosse and basketball. Um, but I say this because sports was a really big part of my life, and building self-esteem, it, it just was tremendous. Yeah, it, it definitely has been established to have real impact in that way, especially for um, girls, right? Mm-hmm. And in the 50th anniversary of Title, Title IX, IX. Yep. you know, a lot of people often think of Title IX as, as being about sports because that's really the most visible space, I think, that we've seen its impact. But in fact, as you know, um, there's actually no reference to sports in the law. Yes. But um, for an entire now, what, three, four generations of women um, able to participate uh, on a relatively equitable basis. There's still a uh, road to travel there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a sea change in participation. Uh, the opportunities to participate and the numbers of uh, girls participating in sports has just um, skyrocketed. It's amazing. And I was reading, actually, uh, on the Humanities website, humanities.uci.edu, there's a whole bunch of incredible features talking about Title IX's legacy at 50. But when it first uh, was you know, established in, I, was it 1972? And yeah. was, um, with Nixon, there wasn't even a, really a reference to it. It kind of was, it's not something that was really elaborated on or embraced initially. Yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, one of the, and um, I know that you're having the real expert on Title IX, Judy Wu, coming up Mm -hmm. uh, on the program today. Um, But, you know, Title IX was signed into law in 1972. The regulations didn't actually take effect until 1975. And it wasn't until 1979 that those three-part tests for compliance for uh, educational institutions was actually put into place. Yeah. So um, it was really a very kind of staggered um, history in terms of implementation. Mm-hmm. And there have been several really meaningful lawsuits um, that have helped to redefine, you know, define and shape the law um, even very recently. There's there's historically lots of challenges to yes. Title IX yes. that still take place. What, uh, Megan Rapino wasn't she one of them that challenged it? Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, so Rapino has been a fascinating character because she's may, helped to really forge ahead with the movement toward equal pay mm-hmm. for professional female athletes, um, and which you know I think you can see as a logical extension of the opportunities that have been opened up at the amateur level in terms of in universities and K through 12, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Providing the facilities for the opportunities for girls as well as for boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. What would you like people to know about the book? What are some things that really should stand out to people? Well, you know, the book uh, takes on sports TV uh, across its history um, by unpacking both the industrial uh, factors of televised sports, including policy and rights uh, deals that allow us to see what it is we see um, in terms of sports TV, 
And it also uh, introduces readers to the development of the grammar of sports TV. So Mm -hmm. in terms of the, you know, the bells and whistles of what we see when we watch sports on TV and how that's developed into uh, kind of ways of telling stories about sports, but also how, for instance, sports now increasingly look like video games Mm -hmm. and really merge like with video games as media in some ways. Um, And then there's also work on um, the question of female athletes and their voice in sports TV coverage. Um, And that looks a bit at um, like the documentary series that ESPN did uh, called Nine for Nine, Mm -hmm. which was explicitly about, uh, you know, the interventions that have been made in terms of Title IX um, and allowing female uh, producers and directors to take on stories from sports history and finally kind of make those known to a broader public. Um, And it also looks at, um, finally, questions of fandom and the built environment of sports. Um, So phenomena like SoFi Stadium, for instance, um, and the ways in which sports really um, ideally draw together community. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, this is where I'm still very interested in trying to find the spaces in everyday life where people still do come together in shared conversation rather than uh, tearing each other down. Yes, (laughs) yes. Which, you know, with the latest news on Roe versus Wade, uh, that's that's another division. And so this is... Yeah, this is where we see, I think, you know, something like Title IX, we, we feel, I think, very comfortable that, oh, Title IX at 50, there's all this progress mm-hmm. that has been made. But we have to remember that in, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing struggle to retain such rights. Definitely. Yes. I, I love the examples. You, you also talk about being Serena. You look at that. Yes. Could you talk yes. about that a little? Yeah, so, I mean, Serena Williams is such a fascinating figure because she really has um, forged, of course, an entirely new realm of stardom in, in the tennis world and achievement in the tennis world, but also is herself a media creator and producer. Um, and with her talent agency, um, helped to create this, documentary series for HBO that really looks behind the scenes of her career, but also, I think, very interestingly merged um, her public-facing, like, Instagram um, celebrity with all of her sporting celebrity in a really fascinating way. Yes, yes. Um, For people that are listening to this um, that want to get into the type of work you're doing, do you have advice? Um, that's a great question. I mean, I got into this because I had fabulous teachers who really supported my interests. And I also had a tremendous support system at home and among friends that never questioned that I would find a path by studying film and television and writing about it. Amazing. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, uh, find your people and uh, pursue, you know, what you love to write about and watch and um, doors will open. Uh, that sounds really naive and Pollyannish, but um, it can be true. And yeah. I think our students at UCI are doing that as well. Now, when did this, uh, when did this come out, sports TV? 
So the sports TV book came out in um, May, March of 2021. Yeah. Right in the pandemic. So, yeah. <laughs> How was that? I mean, not that what you anticipated. Yeah, it was a little, um, I did a lot of talking about the book on Zoom mm-hmm. uh, for colleagues around the country. Um, but, you know, I guess with the pandemic era, what we discovered is that you can give a talk in uh, New York and in Iowa on the same day, yes, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also the magic of radio. That is true. So it, it has been advantageous, actually, to, to do it virtually. Um, I mean, it's it's not nearly as preferable, pleasurable yeah. as yeah. meeting people in person and reading people's body language, right? That is true. But, um, but certainly, yes, it's a wonderful way to, to talk about it and get things out there. I feel like it's great for students as well. Yes, I mean, it's actually part of a series that Routledge um, had put together to have each volume represent a different genre of TV, a different type of TV address. And mm-hmm. so there's one on reality TV. Uh, there's one on political TV or news TV. There's one on the sitcom. And, um, you know, I had been writing about sports for about the last 10 years, and they asked me to, you know, delve into sports. And so the trick was how, how to sort of condense it right? Um, mm-hmm. So that it would make sense to people. But it is indeed designed that uh, folks could use it to teach. Um, and that actually, it's, it's intended to be really accessible to folks who are also just interested in sports TV, yes. um, and would like to know more about it. I think it'd be very inspiring for college students in particular that are thinking about going into this field. And it's such a booming field. And I think, um, you know, like, uh, for instance, sports management, um, but also data analytics, um, as well as film and media, all touch on sports TV, and there's such great work to be done. Amazing. And uh, tell me about your classes coming up, let's say, in the fall. Are they packed? (laughs) Are they super popular? Tell me about that. In the fall, I'm actually teaching a, an honors seminar on the uh, topic of race, sports, and media, mm. um, which actually includes film, TV, advertising, and it's uh, part of the college honors uh, collegium curriculum at UCI. Um, but I typically offer courses on broadcast history and topics in uh, film and television, um, including questions of marketing and branding, which Great. often students are really interested in. Um, so, yeah, a whole whole uh, spectrum of great courses at Film and Media Studies. If anybody's at UCI or interested, um, check out our website. That is great. Uh, and that website is humanities.uci.edu? Yes, you can find both Film and Media Studies and African American Studies at that site. Okay. You want to tell me a little bit more about uh, the African American Studies program? Um, yes, it's a wonderful uh, opportunity to really delve into history and critical theory that uh, bears upon questions of race and representation. Um, and my courses in African American studies typically deal with questions of um, representations of race in popular cinema as mm-hmm. well as in television, television history. And again, recently, um, I've been offering courses on race, sports, and media. Okay. Sports tends to be the venue where people feel really comfortable talking about questions of race. 
um, and also is a field that is inherently diversified in terms of race, racial identity. Um, so that's one of the reasons that my courses focus on that. That's amazing. I didn't ask you this. Did you play sports in high school and college? I did. I, did. I played sports from the time I was in like um, second, third grade. Um, it's It formed a lot of my social uh, world and Mm -hmm. my understanding of questions of race and gender. Um, I was fortunate to grow up in a relatively small college town um, where everyone was encouraged to try all sports. Um, I'm in sort of the second full generation post-Title IX, so um, it was before a lot of this more professionalized travel team sports kind of took hold. So we all kind of did everything. Um, what was your I favorite? just really loved being on a team. Yeah, any team, or what, I, was there something instead? Oh, I was any team, man. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't particularly great at anything, but I did soccer. I did flag football. I was the only girl in the in the league uh, in in grade school, and that was. Uh, I did not know I was a trailblazer at the time. I love it. Uh, but again, I was encouraged by adults who uh, didn't care um, that I was the only girl that was interested. Uh, I played basketball. I ran track. I played golf for a second. Uh, yeah. Amazing. So kind of did it all, not not all very well. No, well, it doesn't matter. It's just so that you're out there I doing know. it. I yeah. know. It was about doing it. Yes. yes. Um, it was great. Yeah, because too many times people stop themselves from doing something, you know, because they say, well, I'm not going to be good at it or I can't do it. I wasn't very good at basketball, but I somehow made varsity. I think because I could run. I wasn't very good at shooting. but Yeah, know. I was better on defense myself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, well, where can people find out more about you and your book? I think you said you would be humanities.uci.edu. Yes, I um, yes, I have a website um, through UCI at Victoria E. Johnson, okay. uh, which is my name I publish under because there are so many Vicki Johnsons in the world, okay. and we're all awesome. I, I use <laughs> Victoria E. Johnson as the Google name, okay. um, and yeah, you can find my website there, and that also lists m- my other publications. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for all you're doing. I've really enjoyed this. And if uh, for you listeners, if you just tuned in late, there will be a podcast of this conversation within an hour after I wrap. The show blog to learn more about Vicki is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Thank you so much. Thank you, Janine. My pleasure. Have a great day. Okay, so that wraps up the first half of the show. We'll take a short break, and then on the second half of the show, uh, Judy Wu is going to join us. She's professor of Asian American Studies and director of the Humanities Center, and historian, and a historian, who talks about her book, Fierce and Fearless, Patsy Takamoto Mink, First Woman of Color in Congress. This is marking the 50th anniversary of Title IX. She's going to talk all about this. Again, if you want to catch up before I bring her on, you can visit the blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org.